And if I could have picked one song to lead into the message, it would have been the one we sung. God is able to do more than we could ever dream, more than we could ever hope for, more than we could ever pray for, to touch our lives and to change our lives. And it is a blessing. Shall we just look to the Lord in a word of prayer? Our Heavenly Father, we come before you today with open Bibles and open hearts. We pray that you will speak to us through the Holy Spirit and hide me behind the cross, Lord. We want you to be, be heard. We want you to be glorified, Lord Jesus. And pray that you will direct this meeting now and touch us in a special way. In Jesus' name, amen. An artist painted a graphic picture of hopelessness. He captured the scene of an old, burned-out mountain shack. All that remained was the chimney-charred debris of what had been the family's sole possession. In front of this destroyed home stood an old grandfather-looking man dressed only in his underclothes with a small boy clutching a pair of overalls. It was evident that the child was crying. Beneath the picture were the words which the artist felt the old man was speaking to the boy. These beautiful words, yet so simple and powerful. Hush, child, God ain't dead. God ain't dead, my friends. He is alive and well. Even though we look into this world and we see suffering, we see destruction, we see corruption and evil and wickedness all around us. But God's love is everywhere, and he is with us, and he gives us hope. You know, you can lose anything in life, anything. You can lose your home, as these folks did. You can lose your car. You can lose your job. You can lose your wallet. You can lose your keys. You can lose all your possessions and have nothing left. But the one thing that you never want to lose is hope. You never want to lose hope. And when we have the Lord in our lives, we never lose hope because he is able. He can come through. He does come through. He does love us. He is in control. And today the title of our message is Hope for the Hopeless. Have you ever felt totally hopeless in life, like there was no way out, nothing that you could do, nothing that you could say to change the situation? It was hopeless, impossible, but the Lord gives us hope. Today we're going to speak about a lady from the scriptures and the gospels who had no hope at all. Absolutely no hope whatsoever. And yet Jesus turned her hopelessness into hope and gave her a brand new life, physically and spiritually. And that woman, she's unnamed, but she's the woman who had the 12-year hemorrhage that Jesus healed her from. And she touched the hem of his garment. It's such a beautiful story. Let's read it together from Mark chapter 5, verses 5, 25 through 32. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians, yet she spent all that she had and was no better, but grew worse. 
When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, You see the multitude thronging you, and you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. May God bless the reading of his word to our hearts today. Yes, this woman who had suffered so much. And this same story is also found in the other synoptic gospels. The synoptic gospels, of course, are Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And it's in all three of them. The other accounts are Matthew chapter 9 and verses 20 to 23, and Luke chapter 8, 43 to 48. But of the three stories, of the three accounts, Mark has the most detail in it. And I thought that was very interesting because Luke was a physician. You would have thought maybe he would have had the most detail, but Mark, who is affected a lot by Peter, he has the most detail. And you can read the other passages and get it that way too. The Gospels are like so beautiful because you take them all together. It's like Christ in stereo, as they call it, because you read all four of them and they blend together in perfect harmony. And that's the way it always is. So the three things that we're going to look at today, and they'll be up on our screen in a moment. Number one, her condition was chronic. Number two, her condition was hopeless. And number three, her condition was cured. I love that. I wrote these points on an index card, and I had them on my desk all this time I was thinking of this subject. So I read them every day. I see them every day, and I meditate on it. And it's been a real blessing to me. I pray it'll be a blessing to you as well. But our first point today is her condition was chronic. This poor woman was afflicted with a hemorrhage for 12 full Years, 12 long years. Amazing. And we know when someone has bleeding, uh, hemorrhaging in their body, internal hemorrhaging, which results in outward hemorrhaging too, it weakens you. You get anemic. It's amazing that she lived these 12 years with this condition. Every day she woke up, she had the bleeding. Every day when she went to bed at night, she had this bleeding. It was constant. It was chronic. The, we don't know a whole lot about her background. We don't know how many family members she may have had or friends she may have had. But I kind of think, just by using my sanctified imagination, that this woman might have been all alone. No one else around her. No one to comfort her. No one to help her. No one to give to her. And her situation was chronic. The word chronic is defined as continuing or occurring again and again for a long time. 
being, providing, or requiring long-term medical care as for a chronic disease. Chronic. That word chronic, we don't like it very much because we usually work, use it in a, in a negative sense, chronic, occurring again and again. But imagine how she felt. Imagine her pain. Imagine her suffering day after day after day. Maybe she prayed about it. Maybe she did, she did everything she could. We're going to see in this passage, she did everything she could to alleviate it, but nothing worked because there was no improvement. Her case was extreme. And there are examples in Scripture of people with chronic situations. For instance, Paul, when he had the thorn in his flesh, he had that quite a long time. And he prayed about it three times, and God promised him to answer it in a different way. My grace is sufficient for you. 2 Corinthians 12, 19 says, My grace is sufficient for you. Strength, it, My strength is perfected in weakness. Therefore, most gladly will I rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. I also think of that man, and I know Adel spoke on him, and I think we've had other messages on him too. The man at the pool of Bethesda. He even topped this poor dear woman. He was, in, he was a lame man, and he was in that condition 38 years. 38 years. And he would go to the pool of Bethesda waiting to go into the waters because when the angel came down and stirred the waters, the person who went in was healed, but everybody went in ahead of him because he couldn't get in. He was lame. It was a chronic condition. And sometimes we, as Christians, go through chronic conditions. They just don't seem to go away. Oh, we pray about it. We, we seek help for it, but it doesn't go away. Chronic conditions. And this chronic condition of this flow of blood reminds me of sin. Sin is a chronic condition. We're born with it. We're born in sin and conceived in iniquity. We're separated from God. We don't have him in our lives. We're lost. We have the chronic condition of sin. We're sinners by position and we're sinners by practice. And only Jesus and his shed blood can wash away our sins and gave us, give us uh, eternal life and take away that sin. So that's our first point this morning. Her condition was chronic. I know we have some people in our audience today, not mentioning any names, but we have them, with chronic problems, chronic back problems, chronic knee problems, chronic ankle problems, whatever it is. I know right now I've got three chronic problems, and they're all very minor, so I don't even like to mention, but I've got a sore shoulder, and I've got a sore foot, and... They're bothersome, but they don't bother me that much, but they're chronic. They've, they've been going on now for quite a, quite a while. But I don't let it stop me. I keep going. You have to. Secondly, not only was her condition chronic, but it was hopeless. It was a hopeless situation. It says here that she suffered many things at the hands of the physicians. Now, no doctor, right, Rudy, would ever purposefully 
do something wrong to make a, a, a patient suffer. They're in the business to help people. And they tried. She tried every single doctor and took every single medication. Imagine the pill bottles she must have had. And imagine the people that, the, the doctors that she went to, and none of them could help her. It was hopeless. That's one of the saddest things in life when the doctor says to you, I'm sorry, there's nothing more we can do. Nothing more that we can do. But when the doctor says there's nothing more that we can do, we know that that's not true with God. He is able. There's more that he can do. And I know and I've seen in my life that there's times when medical science fails. It can't help us. But God heals us. God comes through and he does miracles. And then we can share with others what he's done for us. And it's a beautiful thing. Because only he can turn hopelessness into hopefulness in our lives. But this woman's condition was very bad. Yes, the Lord is good. And really, when she came to Jesus, this dear woman, Jesus was her last hope. Jesus was her only hope. She knew that he could heal her. How did she know? It says in the text, she heard about Jesus. How did she hear about Jesus? Somebody probably told her about Jesus. Maybe somebody who had been healed themselves by Jesus. Maybe somebody who had been in the crowd and heard him speak and, and saw him do miracles. She, and maybe told her, there's one who could heal you, and his name is Jesus of Nazareth. You might try him. He's, he's your only hope. And that's exactly what she did. She went to the Lord Jesus. How many remember the Star Wars saga? I don't think most of us are too old not to remember it, but some had, are too young to be around at that time when the first movie came out. That was my favorite, Star Wars. And the music and the movie and the victory that they won and everything was tremendous. Well, one day when they were in trouble, Princess Leia came to Obi-Wan and she said these words, Obi-Wan, you're our only hope. You're our only hope, Obi-Wan. Only hope. Well, when we come to Jesus, he is our only hope. He is our best hope. He is the one we should go to first, not last. And he will help us. And she knew if she could just touch his clothes, just reach out and touch his robe. And I saw some pictures on the internet of of a picture of the woman reaching out to touch the robe of the Lord Jesus. And it's, it's so beautiful. And her hopelessness turned to hope at that very moment when she reached out. It didn't take time. It happened immediately. And in the Gospel of Mark, that word immediately is used over and over and over again. Because whenever Jesus does something... He does it immediately. He doesn't make us wait. He comes through. Now, it's going to be in his timing, true. But when he starts to work, it's done. It's a done deal. And it's so encouraging. So we remember this. When we have chronic conditions, when we come to the Master, we come to the Lord Jesus, he will touch us and he will change 
our lives. And our third point today is her condition was cured. And I love that because she touched the hem of his garment. Think about Jesus' garment for a moment. We go to our closet today and we have suits and we have skirts and dresses and all kinds of nice clothes, all lined up in the closet, very nice. Do you know that Jesus had one garment? Just one. Amazing, isn't it? And for that garment, the soldiers gambled at the cross for his garment. Amazing. That same garment was the one that she reached out and touched. And it changed her life completely. She was cured. She was blessed. She was encouraged greatly. Yes, she came to Jesus. And Jesus said, who touched me? Well, she knew who touched him. And when she did that, when he did that, she came to him. It says she was fearful and trembling. And she came and told him the whole story, the whole truth. And that's what the Lord wants us to do when he saves us. He wants us to proclaim it and give him the glory and thank him for what he's done. Because none of us can save ourselves. None of us can heal ourselves. None of us can transform our lives. No matter how hard we try, only Jesus, only Jesus can make the difference. So many times at Christmas time, we read that saying, and it's up on the, in Castro Valley there, and it says, Jesus is the reason for the season. And the one thing about that is he's not just the reason for the Christmas season, he's the reason for every season. He's the, he's the savior of all seasons and of all people. Yes, it's quite a, great, quite a great blessing. And he spoke assurance to her soul. He healed not only her body, but he healed her soul also. He saved her soul. I like what Bill McDonald wrote in his commentary on this. He says, open confession is of tremendous importance. Without it, there can be little growth in the Christian life. As we take our stand boldly for him, he floods our soul with the full assurance of faith. The words of the Lord Jesus not only confirmed her physical healing, but also no doubt included the great blessing of soul salvation as well. She had faith. She believed. She put her hope in the Lord, and he did not disappoint her. And I can promise you, he will not disappoint you either. And if you're here today and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, come to him today. Come and touch the hem of his garment. Come and ask him to forgive you of your sins. Come and ask him to come into your heart, into your life, and change your life and make you the person he wants you to be. Your life will never be the same. Her life will never be the same. And I can't wait to see this dear woman in heaven and meet her and let her tell her story to us, it's going to be so, so beautiful. There's going to be many that we want to meet in heaven. But the one that we want to meet, first of all, as I've mentioned before, is the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, there are many chronic conditions we can have in life. Painful things, hurtful things, disappointing things. But the Lord is with us. And he will be with us. And whether he heals us on this earth, 
of that chronic condition, or he allows it and gives us grace, it will be for our good and it will be for his glory. Yes, medical science can fail us. People can fail us, but the Lord will never fail us. He can take care of it all. And though her condition was hopeless, the Lord turned it into hope. Yes, she spent all her money on physicians. I can't even believe that. Can you believe you take all your money and, and, and not get better? Not get better. And in fact, not get better, but get worse. And sometimes it happens where we get worse before we get better. But praise God, we can commit our lives to Christ and he can change everything. She was immediately cured. And before we close today, I want to read a, a song that I found that goes along with this subject. And it goes like this. She only touched the hem of his garment as to his side she stole. Amid the crowd that gathered around him, oh, touch the hem of his, and straightway, excuse me, and amid the crowd that gathered around him and straightway she was made whole. Oh, touch the hem of his garment, and thou too shalt be free. His healing power this very hour shall give new life to thee. She came in fear and trembling before him. She knew her Lord had come. She felt that from him virtue had healed her. The mighty deed was done. He turned with daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole, and peace that passeth all understanding with gladness filled her soul. And before we conclude the meeting, I was thinking about this phrase that was used in the text that says, daughter, be of good comfort. This is one of the only times, and I think the only time, that he called somebody daughter, daughter. And he calls you his son or his daughter. He loves us so much. He wants to bring you into his family through faith. He wants to be with you as you walk through the trials and difficulties of life and the joys and the pleasures of life. He wants to share everything with us. Shall we just close in a word of prayer? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for the example of this woman. She's the only one who touched your garment, Lord. All the others, you touched them. But she came and touched your garment. And that power went out from you. And all we have to do is come to you, Lord, and just come in simple, childlike faith. And we receive you as Lord and Savior, and you change our lives. Help us, Lord, as Christians, to be thankful for what we have, to trust you, and to endure and persevere until we hear the shout from heaven taking us home. And we just thank you and praise you now. Pray you'll take us home safely and with your blessing. In Jesus' name, amen.